Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. Today, we are joined by Kathy LaFramboise, the Program Director of Valley Troubadours, a thriving homeschool fine arts program in our area. Kathy received her music degree from DePaul University School of Music in Chicago. In addition to performing on oboe and English horn in several symphony orchestras, she's taught middle and high school band and choir for over 25 years. She's received a Teacher of the Year Award, as well as first place Illinois and Wisconsin School Music Association contest ratings with her ensembles. She has also worked with community and youth choirs in Wisconsin and North Carolina, and she has tutored and directed with Classical Conversations. The LaFromboise family, Kathy, her husband, Ben, and four children, lives in Greenville, Wisconsin. Welcome, Kathy. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. It's Thanks good for to coming. have you. <laughs> Guess what? We met Classical Conversations, mm-hmm. but we really didn't know, know, know each other. Right. Right. It was just a little, I know who you are, you know who I am. So this is so exciting for me, for you to tell us about your own homeschooling journey. When did you start homeschooling and why? We are starting right now our 19th year of homeschooling. Wow. So... Uh, we started, I guess that would be in 2004 mm. when our oldest was starting kindergarten. And I think like a lot of homeschoolers, we considered homeschooling after we met a homeschooling family. Yes. Right. <laughs> so That's exactly. It. <laughs> so often so I hear that from so many people where they don't really consider that an option. And then mm-hmm. you meet this great homeschooling family and you yeah. think, wow, is this really possible? Right. Yeah. And really coming out of a... You know, being a classroom teacher for eight years or however long, it wasn't something that was as much on my radar. I always had a passion for education. Um, I did a lot of reading and books like by John Taylor Gatto. Oh, of course. Yes, um, yes. Oh, you were a goner as soon as you read him. Oh, I know. (laughs) I know. Um, Sir Ken Robinson, who's another great read. Um, And then a great book by James Tooley. Hmm. called The Beautiful Tree, which is about um, parents that have found alternative education in some of the most remote areas where you would think that, you know, education, it's not, they're not really hotspots of education, but these families in small villages get together to hire the best tutors for Mm -hmm. their children. Mm -hmm. And just these different ideas have always intrigued me. But after meeting a homeschooling family, just my husband and I talking about it, is that something possible? And, um, So we started in, I think, like a lot of classroom teachers, just trying to recreate school at home. Of course, yeah. Because, you know, (laughs) that's the only way education really takes place, right? And so we started very traditional, you know, my poor kindergartner (laughs) textbooks and stuff like that for every subject. The first one's always the guinea pig, right? I know, poor kid. Um, But then um, met somebody else who was really passionate about classical education and, you know, kind of caught that. But I think over the years, developed um, different styles or embraced different styles of learning depending on subject areas and the kid. And so it really um, just kind of took on its own 
life after we made that plunge and decided to stay home. And um, it's really been a blessing for our family and mm-hmm. for four very different kids. Mm-hmm. It really has, um, I think, reaped great benefits for all of them. Mm-hmm. So we're thankful for that journey. And a couple of them are adults now. Yeah. Right. What are they up to? Because you homeschooled all the way through with them. With them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, our oldest two, one is 23 mm-hmm. and she's out in California. Oh. She graduated a couple of years ago from Biola University. Mm-hmm. She wanted to study film production. Hmm. And so California, I guess, is the place to go do that. Yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Biola has a f- phenomenal program not only in film production, but she also did the Tory Honors Institute, which is a very classical Oxford style, small group uh, yeah. type of, of model. And she embraced both of those things mm. at Biola. It was just a, a really great atmosphere for her. Mm. Um, did a semester in Cambridge and was just wow. able to really explore a lot of different interests, her writing that type of thing. Since she's graduated, she didn't want to jump right into graduate school. She wanted to take some time. And so right now she is the assistant to the Dean of the School of Cinema Media Arts at Biola. So she's still at Biola, but um, they're not charging us tuition. So, (laughs) and uh, she's earning a little bit of something. (laughs) She's learning stuff. That's good. So it's a really great place for her. Oh, neat. And then our second oldest is just finished her last classes, I think two days ago, mm-hmm. um, at, uh, at UW Madison. Mm-hmm. And she, um, she has two degrees, one in history and one in poli sci. Mm-hmm. She did it in three and a half years during COVID. So we don't understand wow. what we can, we, what's the rush? Why are you, but she has, what else are you going to do during COVID? Just well, study, right? right? <laughs> exactly. So she, just wants to get out there yeah. and she's, she's kind of, she's always been sort of the kid you felt like you were playing whack-a-mole with. You never really <laughs> knew where she was going to pop up next. And she yeah, has I have one of those. <laughs> so many different interests and so many talents. And just, I think homeschooling was an awesome uh, place for her to just feel comfortable mm. delving into whatever yeah. caught her fancy. Right. And so while she was stuck in her bedroom doing classes during COVID, she decided to get an EMT license. And I mean, she's she studying <laughs> homeschoolers, I tell you. I know. So her part-time job is medical transport down in, in oh. Madison. Wow. But uh, she said she wanted to take a gap year when she finished. I said, okay, well, that sounds great. And then she informed us um, a couple months ago that she had signed up for the Peace Corps. And oh. that in October, she's going to be spending two years in Kenya Oh, wow. And wow. is going to be working with them with um, education mm-hmm. and English and possibly like health education, that wow. type of thing. So she's gearing up for all of that. And so you never know where where these experiences and yeah. you know, where the Lord will take your, your kids. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if somebody had asked me that 10 years ago, <laughs> Kenya was not, you know, she can point it out on a map, but yeah. um, I just think that that's, that's part of what homeschooling can cultivate. Mm, I think in sure. a student, you know, yeah. where they're just not afraid to try new things. Yeah. Yeah. So, how old are your other two and kind of where are they in the process of We have launching? a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. And our 16-year-old, that's a whole different journey. She uh, has a genetic condition kind of similar to Down syndrome. Mm. It's a different chromosome, but 
And she also has severe nonverbal autism. So she Mm. has two different things going on. She started off in the school system because that was one of the only places we could get therapies for her. Mm -hmm. And um, after doing that, and it, it had homeschooling the other kids and having one in the school system was a challenge for us because yeah. we were swimming in different directions Yeah, and we were tied to different calendars mm-hmm. and it was just not jiving well yeah. with our family. And it, we also saw that some of the benefits we were receiving were not as much as maybe what we thought we could help provide for her at home. Yeah. So thankfully we were able to get therapies for her at home in the Mm -hmm. places that we felt she needed Mm -hmm. uh, more time with. And a lot of that was daily living skills. Yeah. And in daily living skills, where's the best place to practice your daily living (laughs) skills, but at home. right? (laughs) So um, even though she has that autism piece, she does not have any type of social we say she doesn't have any social deficits at all because she just <laughs> loves she, two, two wonderful things about her is that she loves people and she loves music. Oh. So um, a friend of mine said it was like the Lord just sort of went ahead of our family and said, you know, here's a great place for a kid yeah. like her because, you know, the music program is something I love to do, mm-hmm. but I think it's a great place for her to be able to connect with a community as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about that because that's exactly you entered <laughs> yep, in we well. You see? <laughs> it's like we planned that, which yeah. we did. <laughs> so, Tell us, yeah, just about how, why you started it, how you started and it. And it started in 2013, correct? Or 2012? Mm-hmm. Um, sort of. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Do tell. Yeah. We uh, were actually in North Carolina. I mean, we're in Wisconsin now. Mm -hmm. We were in Wisconsin before, what did like a 10 year stint in North Carolina and then came back to Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. When we started homeschooling, we were down in North Carolina and we moved to a new town at the time. Our oldest was seven Mm -hmm. and we, that first Sunday went to a church and you know, talk to a couple people about homeschooling and they said, this is where the homeschoolers meet on Fridays. Hmm. Ah. And, you know, great. What classes do you have? Well, we've got Latin, we have geography, we have, you know, these mathletes that do this competitive math thing. It was just fantastic. And the pastor's wife that I was talking to, she said, but we're, we're kind of bummed because the, we used to have this great choir, Mm. but the, the gentleman that was conducting it, for health reasons, just told us that he wouldn't be able to continue. And that was just so disappointing because they had 30 some kids Mm. ages five to 18. Mm -hmm. And in her words, she said it was very homespun, but it was, it was a great experience for the kids. And she said, but we're so sad. We don't have anybody to direct the choir. You don't happen to teach music, do you? (laughs) You can't make this up. And So, you know, she's joking around and I said, well, as as a matter of fact, I, I, I do. And, you know, with much love to my, my Southern neighbor, She's in a very Southern way is like, oh, well, I think maybe you might want to pray about that. (laughs) (laughs) I I can do that. So um, I kind of fell into an existing choir. Yeah. And it was an instant community for my kids. Absolutely. Um, And it was one of those things when we decided to homeschool. You know, I, I had a great passion for teaching music. And I remember sitting on the couch when my 
uh, daughter was supposed to start kindergarten, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you watch the bus go by and you yes. have those feelings of like, wait, stop, maybe I'm doing the wrong oh, thing. Oh yeah, right. And not only that, you know, it was like, okay, she's not, we made this choice. I know the Lord is here before me. It's, it's, it's going to be okay. But it was the first time in, you know, since I was in kindergarten where I wasn't going to school. Yeah. Oh Yeah. And so I had all these mixed emotions of, mm-hmm. you know, this thing that I love to do. Right. And, you know, you think, well, that's, that's a, maybe some other season in my life. Yeah. I might mm-hmm. return to that. So mm-hmm. it, it was just this total gift from the Lord that I yeah. could step back into teaching music and homeschool yes. mm-hmm. and make that a part of our community. So the group started down there and that was in 2006. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. And so after the next couple of years, um, the choir, I was able to split it into younger and older and the choir grew. And then my daughter wanted to play French horn. Mm, and in I North Carolina, I, I at the French time, horn. they would not let kids that were homeschooled step into the school for, you know, like mm-hmm. some places they'll allow you to take two classes. Or sure. what have you. Mm-hmm. That wasn't an option. And she loved the music of John Williams and wanted to play French <laughs> horn so badly. Yeah. And there was this barrier to entry for mm-hmm. youth symphonies or some of those youth ensembles. She wouldn't have ensemble experience. Right. I mean, we could take private lessons, but kids yes. want to play with other kids. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, since necessity is kind of the mother of invention, <laughs> you're like, well, maybe there are other kids out there that want to take an instrument in the homeschool community and mm-hmm. put the word out there for a beginning band. And we had 25 kids that first year. So, wow. you know, it was just, Phenomenal. Just, you can't even yeah, make it drops up. right in there. Yeah. So we actually started as the mountain troubadours. Okay. Oh. And that idea of troubadours, yeah. you know, back in France, yes. there were these troops of people that would, that were performers and they would go from town to town and share their musical talents, mm-hmm. that type of thing. And so really my thought in naming them that is people were coming from all sorts of towns to come together to learn music. And then my hope and my desire, my prayer was that they would go and return to their communities and Mm -hmm. participate in their church music programs or, you know, play music with their family or Or community groups when they're adults, right? Right. But they could go Mm -hmm. out and then participate in the music community. Right. And, um, in 20, well, December of 2012, the Lord Lord brought us back to Wisconsin. Okay. And I immediately thought, well, Wisconsin, you could take up to two classes at your local high school or your your local middle school or whatever. So there's probably not a need for me to have a program at all. And just talking to some folks, they said, well, we can't do the five day a week class structure because Mm -hmm. our co-op meets on Thursday or meets on Tuesday or what have you. It's just the two types of schedules wouldn't meld. And some of us don't want our kids in the school, even for one or two classes. (laughs) So I thought, well, maybe there is an interest. And again, I put the word out there and, and started with two choirs Mm -hmm. and said, you know, and thought maybe if there was an interest in beginning band and, that first year we had 80 students mm. total. <laughs> um, thankfully, our church home, which is not a big church, it's just one big room. <laughs> um, they said, if you'd like to hold it here, you can, mm. which was fantastic. So for a few years, we were at our church. Yes. 
um, until we reached 150 kids. And we, I mean, it was a fire hazard. We could not yeah. <laughs> you know, have all those kids in the room at the same time. So um, our family purchased a, a building. It oh. used to be a small church. Mm-hmm. And so you have kind of the upstairs sanctuary with the pews. Well, that's our choir room. Uh And then downstairs is another big space that we use for the band room. And that's what we've been doing since then. And as soon as we moved to that building, we opened up registrations and we had, you know, instead of 150, we got up to about 190 that year. Oh, wow. And it just continued to climb. And this coming semester, we have 428 <gasps> kids. Oh, my gosh. From all over the place. And that is, those, that's the number of kids. Yeah. But we have about 750 registrations, which means many of those kids take mm. many different ensembles. Yeah. So we've gro- grown to four different choirs four different bands and a drama. I have so many questions. (laughs) It just sort of, it just sort of blossomed. Yeah. Blossomed in the most beautiful, amazing way. It is such a a captivating story. I have goosebumps. (laughs) And this is the thing we get to see how God, you know, like you said, you, you had all these, well, let's call them feels kind of right. Mm -hmm. You had all these feels as your life was definitely molding, changing all of these things. Right. And God's just grinning the whole time. Like, <laughs> just wait. we got you. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. I love that so much. But this, this started with just something you wanted to do. Well, how then you have other people that have to be involved with having a building and mm-hmm. right. So how did you find people just people, parents or. Oh, the community. I, I can't say enough about the families investing in the program Mm -hmm. and they value the time Mm -hmm. that we all come together. We still do it on Fridays. Mm -hmm. So one day a week, which, you know, for music rehearsal, I went from rehearsing with kids five days a week in the public school. And so like really having to change the structure of what I do and how I would, but it all worked out. I was worried about that. I'm only going to see him for 45 minutes once a week. And (laughs) is that going to work out? And it does. Yeah. And the joy of the community coming together on those Fridays, you know, there are families, they pack a lunch, they bring their extra school books and their families are there all day long. Uh, Because they drive a distance and their kids are in multiple ensembles, right? Exactly. And so I start with the little guys in the, in the mornings, you know, we're doing tin whistle and children's (laughs) choir and those kids, you know, it just, it's a place for everybody to see their friends. Yep. You know, they might see some of them in co-op. They might see some of them in our local sports sure. homeschool groups. They might right. see them in other places, but it seems like Fridays are yeah. really where a lot of them all can get together again. It's another point of contact for yeah. them. Yeah. So my son made a comment. He said, it's kind of like the town square of our area homeschoolers, which I thought was a funny way of putting it, but that's yeah. kind of how it feels. Yeah. It, it just, also goes with the whole troubadour thing, it, right? Well, it I mean, does, it does, doesn't it? Like yeah. this medieval yeah. town I know. And, stuff. and so yes. that I really feel has been the Lord's blessing on the program, the families that have all been so supportive, Yeah, um, finding the different gifts and talents of the parents that are in there that, you know, I've got moms that are super talented, that help that run the drama mm-hmm. section of it. We've done musicals and that type of thing. I had a mom that I did a ukulele class because um, some kid told me that he got a ukulele for Christmas and he had no idea how to play it. And could I teach him? 
And I'm like, I, sure, why not? <laughs> so I thought, again, it's one of those things where you're like, well, I'll put the word, word out. Let's see if we can, you know, have uh, a class. Yeah. And I said, parents are welcome. Learn uh, right alongside your kid. Yes. And we had like 28 people in that class, a bunch wow. of moms. Oh. One of the moms just really, really dove in playing ukulele and then that transferred to guitar. And now she leads the praise and worship at her church. Just loves playing and singing. This is just amazing. And so I immediately said, you know, you have this passion for ukulele. Would you teach our next ukulele class? Oh, absolutely. So just finding these, you know, these gems within the community. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really been another, another thing about the whole program is that it's, it's, helped me continue to homeschool. It's helped my kids feel like they're part of this, this great community. And it it just has really been a huge blessing to our family. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. (laughs) That's very cool. And not only that, but maybe God brought Kathy here because, well, Joel, he, that's hit French horn. French horn. Does he do anything with the French horn right now? No, he doesn't. But his children are always saying, dad, you need to play the French horn. He got the scholarship with the French horn and the whole thing. And then I'm a a French horn horn player (laughs) and I, I was challenged, well, motivated by uh, at Easter time, they always do a brass choir at my church and they had 10 brass people up there, including like three French horn players and my daughter. And then our associate pastor said, get your French horn out, Tina. So I did. I can play. I can, I can do it for about 10 minutes before my lips get tired. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, you got to start somewhere and I I can do it. I was in tune. I I remembered the fingerings. It's like riding a bike. You know, you, you have no idea what joy that brings to me as a, as a, as a teacher yeah. and a musician, we just did, um, our first parade. Well, no, it's our second parade. That's right. You have a marching we, band. We started a marching band. <laughs> of course. That was, that was a whole COVID thing, which mm. I, that's a whole story in and of itself, but go for it. Tell what, us. Okay. Why not? <laughs> tell us, do tell. Why not? Um, we, you know, in that March of whatever year that was, I don't know. It's all a blur. 2020. Thank you. Um, <laughs> We I only down. know because I was getting ready to graduate my kids and okay. I was like, we're having a ceremony. We're having a spring formal. I don't care. So, yeah. yeah. So, so many things, everything shut down, tried yeah. to move to zoom and you know, oh, yeah. all of the ins and outs, yeah. but you know, you do what you can to yeah. keep the kids moving forward yeah. and not just letting everything fall apart. Yeah. That summer in end of July, I literally turned my backyard into abandoned choir room. <laughs> We have this like exposed basement patio. Mm -hmm. And so I brought all the chairs, all the stands, all the percussion equipment, everything from our, our place and just set it up in the backyard. Wow. And I said, if you feel comfortable coming and just continuing to sit, let's have a summer concert outdoors. Yeah. And so somebody had a a farm, this, they have this beautiful barn and they're like, you could have it outside by the barn. And, and And it was, again, it was a way to keep as many kids as you could performing and singing and playing yeah. and so we had an outdoor concert. Then I started the semester outdoors mm-hmm. in, I started early in August and we were there until we couldn't feel our fingers and toes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, moved to back to our, our rehearsal space. And some kids, you know, I did the whole live streaming thing. Some kids were participating from home. We had this kind of split thing. We did a, a virtual concert. You, you do everything you can yeah. just to keep the kids together. By the second semester, 
we normally would do a musical. Mm-hmm. And so we started in February. I, <laughs> I decided I wanted to do a musical for all three of my main choirs, the <laughs> high schoolers, the middle, you know, kind of the middle-aged kids mm-hmm. and then the, the little kids. So I scheduled three musicals. We turned my backyard. <laughs> we have, we have five acres of mode space in okay. our backyard. I was going to ask how so your neighbors felt yeah, right, about all same. that. But. And, and, <laughs> and we're surrounded by about 25 acres of cornfields. So oh, okay. it, it's, you know, it, yeah. we, they still could hear us, but yeah. that's okay. Um, <laughs> We just turned our backyard literally with rigging and, and, you know, anything we could do. And again, talk about the entire community Mm. stepped in and, you know, I'll do tickets, I'll do seating, you know, just so many different talents of people coming together. And they were, I, you could just feel they were buying into this. We've got to keep our kids moving forward here. Yeah. We've yeah. got to keep them together. Yes. And so it was great. People would pack picnic lunches and the kids were yeah. running all over the place. And the, you know, it just, it was, we did sound of music. Mm. Uh, the middle-aged kids did, um, Oliver twist. And then we did a little bugs musical for the younger guys. <laughs> yeah. And for the band, cause I had to keep the band going. I said, okay, yeah. well, let, what outdoor thing can you do with the band? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, All right. It's marching March. band time. <laughs> yeah. So there's a back stretch in our backyard. That's mostly flat that we striped as a football field. Aww. I taught the kids how to read charts, wow. how to, we did three different songs. And so they marched to three different positions on the, yep. you know, we formed yeah. a V and a T for Valley Troubadours and we did different things, Wow! but wow. give them their first experience with marching band. Yeah. Yes. So just anything you, you can come up with to yes. keep that community together, yeah. keep things moving forward, keep them playing their instruments. Yeah. You know? So anyway, by the end of this past year, we decided to do the flag day parade mm-hmm. and not only did we have the kids, but I said, any parents who used to play an instrument, <laughs> if you don't even have it, we'll find you an instrument. <laughs> Come play with us. And we had, I don't know, five or six parents yeah. that, you know, dusted off their trumpet or, you oh know, their goodness. clarinet. Yes. And they marched with us. Oh, and it was cool. the coolest thing. And it's yeah. such a testimony to the kids yep. that this is a lifelong yep. skill that you have, yes. right? Yes. Now you might take yep. a step away from it for a while, <laughs> Yep, but it does come back. It to does you. come back. And I could do that because <clears throat> marches for French horns are easy. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's it. I can do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, Joel could do it too, Jenny. We just have to get him a French horn. My husband's in the other room right now. Babe, are you listening? <laughs> he said, yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> That's funny. That's, That's funny. inspiring. That is just, the whole thing is inspiring. It's inspiring that, what a huge thing. And you went mm-hmm. through, and you, it's a lot of work, but that joy that comes, right. makes up for all, oh, yeah. right? It's all worth it. So much more than... I mean, the music's from the Lord, but just so much more. Mm-hmm. The lives that have been changed and friendships. and mm. Yeah. Do you have any pointers for people who might want to start something like this in their community? Because it's, it's great to say, you know, we've got this in the greater Appleton area, right? Because mm-hmm. that's where Valley Troubadours is based. Um, but if they live in... Texas, they can't join your group. <laughs> That'd be quite a commute. There's actually some great, there are some great programs in Texas. In yeah. Oklahoma. That was a bad example. Yeah, Maybe North okay. Dakota. That's Let's right. say North Dakota. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, there, well, first, yeah, take a look around because you might not be aware yeah. that there's a program someplace. Mm-hmm. So there are programs, there are several programs in Wisconsin 
Um, really? It's just, yeah, right? I know. And that's kind we're of- not in the homeschooling world that's, anymore. That's, <laughs> I, I'm very musical, and I never podcast. heard about anybody so except wonderful. Valley Troubadour. So. <laughs> that, um, it's, sometimes it's hard to find where those groups are because yeah. there's no real central- database to search a lot of that. There are right. people that have tried. Yeah. I mean, if you Google homeschool bands or something, you yes. might.com. Mm-hmm. You might find something like that, yeah. but look around, mm-hmm. you know, in your community first. But if that's something that you have a particular gift for, mm-hmm. whether it be vocal or instrumental or both, um, the, probably the biggest barrier is finding a space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, finding a time that works for your community. Mm-hmm. You know, and looking around at the co-ops that are happening and trying not to conflict with those co-ops and finding a day mm-hmm. um, for the week. And then the next, there are a lot of music stores that are going to work with renting instruments. And mm-hmm. it took us a long time to get the bigger instruments. Yeah. You know, but everybody can start with a clarinet. You can rent a clarinet or a flute mm-hmm. or a trumpet mm-hmm. or what have you. So finding a space you can even find, especially at local colleges, if you're if you're concerned about um, maybe even finding a teacher, maybe you do choir and you want to offer band. Yeah, right? there are so many colleges around that there are maybe some private lesson teachers, maybe yeah. some students that are in their junior or senior year and they're going to go into music ed and are mm-hmm. looking for some experience. There are places where you can possibly find people. Yeah. Yeah. Retired band directors. There's mm-hmm. a whole lot of retired band and choir directors out there that may be interested in teaching one day a week. Yeah. Um, so there are some possibilities there. Mm-hmm. Something that the troubadours are, are hoping to do is if there is a way, I don't know if franchise is not the right, term, but find a way to have a music sharing library Oh, because yeah. my greatest one of my, I would say probably my greatest expense is purchasing music. Uh, mm-hmm. And I have, you know, 10, 15 years worth of repertoire yeah. that I would love to be able to help other homeschool programs, mm-hmm. you know, if they wanted to start and didn't have the funds to jump in right. at that point, yeah. that would be a way that I would hope to be able to support a group if that's something that would be beneficial. Yeah. Um, or, you know, even advice as to what type of repertoire would work with a limited yes. instrumentation or with right. this age group or what have you. I've got some of that experience, but I know there are a lot of people out there that would be interested in helping that program, but yeah. just taking those steps mm-hmm. to find a place and, you know, yeah. find the right day of the week and, not being afraid, right? Just oh, jumping right. in and. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I had no idea. Well, like I said, the choir was sort of dropped in my lap, yeah. but then moving forward, you know, it, I said a couple of times, you just put the word out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you get, if you hear back, right. If you right. get back from people, yeah. Oh, we would love that. Mm-hmm. And you hear enough of that. There's a need. Right. Yeah. And so identifying that need, I think is a big piece of it. Yeah. Well, the troubadours actually have several components now. So tell us about the instrumental ensembles. We have, let's say we have a beginning band. I start at age 10. Mm -hmm. So that's about where kids physically can start handling the bigger instruments. Right. And then we have our cadet band, which is our, after a year of beginning band, you can move up to cadet band. And then by the time a student has a year or two of experience, they can move up into our concert band, which is 13 and older. Hmm. The probably the most popular band is our jazz band. (laughs) Um, 
the, a traditional jazz band will have about 17 to 20 members yeah. and ours has like 45, but that's just because <laughs> I, I, it's really difficult for me to say no. So yeah. it's, it's definitely a big band, but that yeah. means that during the day I can see those kids at least twice. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Um, another cool thing about the instrumental is that, you know, in a traditional school setting, mm-hmm. you're in fifth grade, this is beginning band when you're in sixth grade for a lot of places, I'm sorry, but you miss the window. Sure. Yes. And if you're in eighth grade and you want to learn an instrument, well, go take lessons, but you know, there's yeah. really no way to right. jump back in. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I don't want to say it's impossible. It's just harder yes. to do that. Right. And, and in our program, I, in our beginning band, we have kids that are 17 years old taking mm. an instrument for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I've, I'm trying to get more parents if they want to come in <laughs> and take an instrument. Um, I feel like they feel often that they don't want to disrupt the class, oh. you know, feeling by having a mom say, oh, or yes, a dad, you right. know, whatever. But I'm like, you know what, that I think it, I think it sends a better message yeah, in a lot absolutely. of ways to say anybody at any age can yeah. come in and learn an absolutely. instrument. So we have kids that go through beginning band or in cadet band and let's say they play flute and they're like, you know, I've always wanted to play percussion. Mm-hmm. And so I allow kids in the lower bands to choose another instrument if they want, if they practice. And <laughs> so they can take multiple instruments if that's something, you know, if I got uh, a clarinet player that really wants to play in jazz band, yeah. you know, on saxophone. Okay. Yeah. Well then you yeah. can do that. So yeah. I've got a whole lot more flexibility than yeah. I ever had when I was in, you know, the public schools. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the other instrumental ensembles that we have, we have a tin whistle class. Mm-hmm. Those are for our seven year olds and up, but that's sort of a pre- almost a pre-band class. Yeah. Yes. Like they in the schools, they kind of do recorders, and, right? And yeah, so you've right. got tin the whistle. same kind of thing. Yeah. So I actually have a student of mine that is teaching that class. She's mm. She taught it last year as a junior. She's going to be a senior and she really wants to go into music. And Perfect. that's something that my high school band director did for me. I was able to take a conducting class from him and he allowed me to conduct a piece on the spring concert. Oh. And it's like, you know, if you can help a kid get some experience that way. Yeah. You never know. That's yeah. right. And, you know, she said that she would, she would love to be a music teacher and start her own homeschool music program. And I remember <laughs> thinking, is that really a career choice that we can, I guess <laughs> yeah. so. Why not? Yeah. You know? right. So we have the tin whistle, we have ukulele. And I noticed because I only see the kids once a week, mostly we have kids that aren't as strong on keeping the beat or on playing um, playing rhythm. Yeah. So I'm this semester I'm trying bucket drumming. Ooh, sign me up. (laughs) Fun. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. So we have, that's our, our one other instrumental ensemble. that. How do you, so like I was in band all through school, right? Mm -hmm. You have your practices daily in the school, but then you have your weekly lesson with your band teacher and they hold you accountable. How do you do that with the kids on the instruments for helping them progress besides Um, just the Friday? (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, we have practice charts like you you probably had in school too, right? You have to promise to practice 20 to 30 minutes a day, Mm -hmm. five days a week. And so we have practice charts. that's kind of a challenge there. Mm-hmm. I know there are of some programs that are successful with saying, if you're going to take band, you also have to agree to take private lessons. Ah, uh, yeah. And that's a requirement. Mm-hmm. Well, I've, I found that in our community that that 
might be a, a bit of a stretch yeah. for a lot of families because mm-hmm. private lessons are, you know, 20 to $30 a half an hour yeah. every week. And that's, that's pricey. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, so our students progress much more slowly than they would if they were in, you know, if they were playing five days a week, it's yeah. just, it's just a fact. Right. But to me, that's, that's okay. Are we mm-hmm. going to be playing level four literature? Probably not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But boy, we play that two and a half grade literature really, really well. <laughs> yeah. And I'm okay with that. Yes. You've got kids that are going to practice all the time. Yep. I've I've made myself available on Saturday mornings. You know, mm-hmm. if kids want to come and, and take a half an hour with me, that's great. Um, especially if they need extra help on something. Yeah. I do have kids that take private lessons. Mm-hmm. But, and then in second semester, I have an incentive program where they have to play certain numbers in their method book mm-hmm. and they can earn either a pin if they get to a certain number mm-hmm. or they can earn a medallion mm-hmm. if they can get through the whole book. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. So at the end of the semester, they meet with me and I kind of spot check certain numbers and see how they do. And okay. I can award that. So I, I try different incentive programs yeah. for that, but yeah. yeah, I'm honestly, I'm thrilled they're in the room and <laughs> they <laughs> seem to be happy that they're there too. So it's great. That to me is it's the atmosphere more than, and, and that barrier to entry that I was talking about, these kids now have an ensemble experience. I've had students start in my ensembles and then want to go to the Fox Valley Youth Symphony, Mm -hmm. go audition. Great. I am so thrilled for that. Right. Um, But they have that foundation Mm -hmm. to be able to go do that. Absolutely. So I, I'm not going to hit everybody's needs. Yeah. But I think that I provide a broad enough umbrella right. for kids that are really excited about music to really thrive mm-hmm. and kids that are just there for, because their friends are there and they're having a good time. Yeah. Well, I can be that too. Yeah, that's, that's, absolutely. I'm going to interject right here with this quote. And this was such a timely quote that I, that I saw today. I actually sent it to my son who's currently in Iceland doing things because homeschoolers. Right. (laughs) And so, but it, it just is, again, it's so fitting for just what you're talking about. I got it off taking a class with Nancy Kelly, if you've heard of her, but um, she has this quote, it's not from her, but she posted it today. And it says, you can, you can never tell to what untold glories any little humble path may lead. Mm -hmm. If you only follow far enough, and it's just hmm. so fitting I love that. for today. And that is, I'm, I'm probably not going to say the name right because I wasn't familiar with the lady, but Lilius Trotter, she was a missionary okay. from long ago mm-hmm. is what I know. Mm-hmm. But um, just reminds me, even with the, the kiddos coming to you that, you know, they don't, they might not even know, or they might want to switch, but you just don't know. And look where God called you. Right. Right. Humble beginnings to what you're having fans and painted football fields. And- <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Yeah. You, you, you never know. Yeah. And, you know, if they can just take that joy that they had playing an instrument or singing in a choir and, you know, someday when they have kids, yep. they say, Hey, I got a lot of value out of this. Maybe you will too. Yeah. I would love for you to try band or love for you to try choir. Absolutely. And, and that they can also take, those skills to their churches. Yes. In a lot of ways, we've, we've lost some music reading abilities Mm -hmm. and it, it then narrows down often the number of people who can participate Mm -hmm. in, 
you know, providing music for services. And it's so, it's so key to who we are created to be, I think, and in, in, in how we are made to worship absolutely, to express ourselves that way, that if I can help give them tools for that, that they would, I'm hoping Lord willing, be more likely, likely to be able to participate and feel confident participating in that, in their churches. Right. Because you give them performance opportunities. It's not just practice. They have concerts and you said Mm -hmm. the parades and what kinds of things do you do for that? We have a Christmas concert every year. Uh, This year we're going to have, have to have two because the, the, choirs and bands that would be I have had two and a half hour long concerts and that's <laughs> not, not very funny. I mean there's music guys, and then but, there's music right um, <laughs> so uh, we have our Christmas performances and then we have our spring concert mm-hmm. um, every other year now it kind of has been every year we're moving into also doing a musical mm. um, so we've done Music Man Sound of Music um, Willy Wonka just Fine. and then the drama troupe has really taken off yep. and there's just yeah. so dance fun. the dance troupe well I don't do dance that <laughs> that there's a Brighter Days dance group okay. that's in town that has I think they're closing in on 400 kids too it's just <sighs> phenomenal what has happened it is phenomenal right? this is what I'm it is like when are all these people coming from flabbergasted? <laughs> just the whole thing is. And do you do solo amazing. ensemble with your bands as well? We do not. Not a lot of kids have participated in it. Yet. Okay. Um, we've had like last year, this past year, we had I want to say fifteen to twenty kids participate. So they do it individually, correct? Not okay. In yeah. starting this new auditioned choir, yes, we are hoping to then do our ensemble yes. with that choir. I just think they haven't really experienced it or. Yep you know, been a part of it to really know what that is. Yeah. But I think, um, I think that that's something that hopefully mm-hmm. they'll start to feel more comfortable participating yeah. in. Yeah. I did that growing up and mm-hmm. my, I had my girls. So Rachel, both the girls play piano. Um, Abby stopped at a certain point. Rachel played piano all the way through high school graduation and mm-hmm. her senior year was COVID year. So she did not get the, the day the world shut down was the day she was supposed to go to district solo ensemble. Oh, and they had a virtual option, but she didn't want to do that. Right. So that was just, she was playing an 11 piece, 11 page Greek piece. Wow. And, um, she got to play it at the graduation ceremony. <laughs> so she finally got to play it. Okay. Um, Abby had stopped playing piano. I don't know, freshman, sophomore year or something. Mm -hmm. And I said, you can, as long as you do something else. So then she switched to voice lessons and did guitar for a little bit. And she actually did solo ensemble for voice and guitar at different times. And I think it's a great experience. It gives you that other opportunity to play and you're not performing so much. You're being evaluated, but there's Mm -hmm. some value in that as well. And not to be intimidated and scared by it because you don't have to be perfect. You just have to do the best you can. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good experience for them. And you get so. medals. I did. So yes, you get medals too, right? Yes, yes. I'm 50. Today I'm 50 and I remember. <laughs> I remember it well. Yep. Nice Italian dictionary. You see it. that? <laughs> I know. It was the first other language song, mm. but you guys, that's the point. This well, thing, the right? solo ensemble, right. it was everything to me for yep. my courage, mm-hmm. right? It was 
in front because you're not yeah. performing. Right. You know, you're, I mean, you are, you're not, person, but, right. but everybody's looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I think a lot so, of homeschoolers yeah. don't realize they can participate in that. And yeah. it was, mm-hmm. there was nobody that I really knew about in Green Bay went, but I knew about it. So when my girls got that age, I'm like, all right, how do we do this? Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that then other people started doing it, but they thought, well, you have to be in schools to do yeah. that. No, you actually don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, sometimes it's cost prohibitive for homeschool families because yeah. you're applying as an individual. Mm-hmm. And um, so our, our tributors group were actually a part of our Wisconsin School Music Association. Right. So they can participate in solo and ensemble. They, they right. consider us a school. Yeah. For those purposes. Well, and they changed it a few years ago, too, that you can make your family a school and you get a, a lower rate. Oh, Okay. So that was about the middle of my girls' high school years, which was also a blessing. But yeah. your, your students get to go through the troubadour, so it works. Yeah. So, yeah. That's great. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just enamored by this whole conversation. It is just... So this is... Um, so your family, you have all of these people now considered your family, kind of, you're all meeting together. <laughs> yes, and they this, are. Is, <laughs> this is kind of your whole homespun, every single thing under the sun It's just amazing. And we're always talking to people, you know, what we do here at The Loft is something that God just put on our heart. And I think Mm -hmm. this is why I just, just tears you up because you think he prepares your heart. He gets it all revved up and going and you don't really know what it's going to be. And then he brings these people that he chose and, mm-hmm. and just the whole fact that it's affecting so many people. But we always say, you know, when Tina asked the question about how, if you want to do something like this, moms and dads, if listeners, if you want to do something like this, that's that's the thing is you can. Right now, we're sitting here in our recording studio with Tina, who plays the French horn and Joel in the other room who plays the French <laughs> horn. And they could be parents who also model that. Right. Just sure. to come back. I love that. I love that. Um I get it. Parents kind of want that feel of their children so that it could be just for them. Mm -hmm. But how cool. And I think we, this was what I remember with CC with classical is stepping, you know, right next to your children. There you are learning right along with them. Exactly. And they see it and it's contagious, right? You're never above. You're right next to a fellow learner. And if you look at like the Suzuki method, that's a huge proponent of the Suzuki method that the the parent learns right next to their child. Mm -hmm. And again, you're modeling so much. It, it really is. I do feel very blessed that I am able to do something that like you were saying, the Lord kind of prepares you beforehand, but to step into a homeschooling community, I think for a lot of families, when they're looking at homeschooling, especially for the long haul, yeah, there are a lot of experiences they look at from their school mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and they're probably not going to remember, you know, I don't want to diss on math, but they're not going to really remember <laughs> their math class or their English class <laughs> right. or whatever. Right. Yes. Quite often they remember being a part of the musical yes. or they yes. remember their, you know, there are certain memories they have. Yeah. And for me, band and choir was just like, you know, that was one of the things that got me up in the morning and in, yes. in, in high school and, mm-hmm. you know, those experiences. Yeah. So, you know, being able to look at the landscape of homeschooling, you don't have to give up those good things. Right. You know, you can find those experiences, whether it be, you know, if you have a passion for sports, that's another reason why people want to say, well, maybe we'll, we'll 
you know, stop homeschooling here so our kids can be involved in sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have yeah. to make those choices if right. people can step in yeah. and use their talents that they've been given to kind of fill in some of those gaps. Yes. Start and, a homeschool sports association right. as we have, right? right. And, or music or dance yeah, or yeah, theater. All of that. Or, you know, the all the of that. stuff that yeah. a lot of people remember fondly from yeah. their their school days. Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. I'm hoping that the kids that I have now, when they look back and the things that they remember fondly are the times that they had making music with their friends mm-hmm. and being able to do that. That's beautiful. We could end it right there, Kathy. So that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that is just beautiful. I would say, do you have any parting thoughts? Um, I think when the Lord puts something in your lap, mm-hmm. like, you know, like I felt like this choir was just sort of put in my lap or you feel like there's a need somewhere or something that you wish your homeschool community would have that if you just take a few steps, a lot of times it's not as daunting as it might seem to get something started. Because if you feel that there's a need, if you Mm -hmm. feel that there's a gap, most likely many other people feel the same way. Yeah. And you know, you're going to find that community of people who are going to be behind you or are going to come alongside you and say, okay, well, let's try and make this happen. Yes. I, I would love to be able to encourage people to just start taking those first few steps Yep. and, you know, try and fill that need wherever your kids you know, their passions, their desires, their interests lead you. If there's a gap there, you know, just have that courage to step in there mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah, it's, make it happen. It's so true. And we are the very best models of learning for our children. We have to, you know, sometimes it's scary just to step up and um, admit that you don't know something especially in front of the kiddos. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay to say, you know what? I used to play French horn. I am going to be rusty. I have no idea what a delight and how contagious and just how great for the children to see that, you know what? That is okay. It is okay to be on the same playing field. And so I would encourage all of you, if you are homeschooling, you are brand new this season in your life, this is a brand new season and you feel so not equipped, especially with math, like Kathy says, <laughs> or with science or something, you just feel not capable, but you are capable. And that is okay to step up to the plate and say, I don't know this, but we're going to do it together. We're going to learn it together. I hope you believe that wholeheartedly that God has chosen you for this season in your life. Be blessed, friends. Mm-hmm.